people think that it's too much, they'll unsubscribe. Okay. If they like their content and you provide value, 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 and do a little promotion, um, then you're probably going to have somebody who's looking forward to your, to your emails. Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about intentional email marketing. I know we've talked about this in the past, uh, but we're going to talk about it again in different ways that you probably are not considering. So intentional email marketing, increasing uh, increased profit and customer retention. We're also going to be talking about something that we have questions all the time about, and that's deliverability. How do you get that email into the inbox and not into spam? What are the best practices and what are some mistakes that people are making? So welcome to the Lunch with Norm e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. So I just got to put my headphones in. So professional here. Here we go. Now I can hear everybody. There. Now I'm back. I just realized that I, I didn't have my... <laughs> my headphones in. All right. So today we're going to be discussing intentional email marketing, increased profit and customer retention. Our guest is an e-commerce email marketing and deliverability specialist. She has a proven track record of uh, driving revenue through email marketing, scaling her own online store to mid six figures in three months. She also uses her expertise in deliverability practices and intentional marketing strategies to help e-commerce brands increase their profitability and customer retention. And first time guest, uh, and I'm going to say this, and I know I promised that I would say it right, but I'll probably say it wrong, but it's Isra Arari. Arari. There we go. I think I got it. I think I got it. And I'll find out after or once we get uh, Isra on. But before we do that, let's have a word from our sponsor, and then we'll talk to Kels for a bit. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high-quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today. And now let's get back to the show. And how are you, Isra? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I know it's uh, it's been a challenge to get on it, <laughs> coordinating <laughs> it, but I'm glad to be here. Oh, that's great. And we're glad that you could come on. So this is going to be really interesting because we're even just before we got on, I was telling you about uh, something that I heard at a uh, an event just a couple of weeks ago and people don't realize this. We're going to talk about uh, a few things about deliverability and, and this is going to be part of the topic, but people don't understand. Well, for actually I, I want to ask you this. So we have an email that we have for let's say lunch with norm, mm -hmm. but then we have our email marketing email, which is completely separate. And the reason why we did this is because I was told that hopefully this is this makes sense is that 
if we're sending out an email and we're sending out uh, an email that some people don't like and they report it as spam, this could hurt our domain for email, just our regular emails with, with our domain attached to it. It could actually even cause it to just tank. So a lot of things can happen if people are starting to report, if you're sending out your emails on your regular domain. So we buy a secondary, uh, like let's say it's uh, lunchwithnorm.co instead of .com. And we'll send all of the emails out that way. Is that a good strategy? So, I mean, there's some truth to that. Yes, to protect your main domain. So there's like, you can do subdomains to like, you know, not get a personal attack on your first domain, your actual main domain. But if you are implementing, and this is what we teach in deliverability, best practices. So there's email marketing practices and there's email marketing deliverability practices. Mm -hmm. And the deliverability practices are, you need to implement them. They're not suggestions for you. Where email marketing, you kind of need to look at your business and fit what the need for over there. So when we talk about deliverability and using, you know, an email to send out to like, if you're sending out to the masses, you can use your main domain, but make sure the way you have obtained those emails, you know, it's through consent. Oh, it's legit, right? Double right. opt-in. Yeah. Double opt-in or some type of consent that they are aware they're going to receive marketing emails from you. You did not buy a list. You did not take somebody else's list and just decide to send to. Um, and then sending engaged emails that your, you know, your subscribers want to know about, want to hear, you know, they subscribed for a reason. You need to deliver on that reason. Um, and that should, you know, protect your domain because if people, if you're telling somebody, Hey, sign up to norms podcast, you're going to receive, um, basically an alert every couple of weeks about our new show that's coming out. Um, and somebody signs up, they're going to expect that. So like when they see in their mailbox, they're like, okay, I signed up for this. I'm going to open it. I'm going to click. I'm fine. But if you're telling someone, Hey, you're going to get, you know, free X, Y, Z, and then you're sending them irrelevant information through email, they're going to be, they're going to be annoyed by you. Right. Like you did not deliver on your promise. I'm going to hit spam. So it's, it's really the, the, how you acquire the list and what you send to them. That's going to determine the, the strength of your domain. So it's okay to use your main domain as long as you are, you are, you are, you know, within that compliance of the deliverability practices. So can, can I ask about, I, I, this is my Canadian accent coming out. I just said about, and I usually try to keep away from the abouts and the A's, but uh, anyways, I will try to keep away from that. If you are, uh, if you're sending emails, let's say you received orders, it's yes. another uh, something else that I've heard is that once you receive an order that they provide their email to your business to mm -hmm. get that order, part of the terms and conditions would be that they could receive promotional products or you have that checkbox. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Yes. Um, so in the U S so like if we're talking about like GDPR, um, like Europe, you have to have a double opt-in. Like you have, you have to send that double opt-in. It is a best practices in the U.S. It's not illegal to somebody for somebody to hit that and then like receive email from you and say, "Oh, I didn't, I did not, you know, consent to this." But they really did at the front page. Whereas, like in Europe, you have to send a double opt-in. You have. Okay, to let's send. explain that double opt-in. So double opt-in means 
if you if somebody like at the checkout page it says you know do you want to receive marketing email and you hit you click on that little button and then you submit your order you're going to receive a marketing email not transactional so there's transactional emails and transactional emails mean the information about their order the status of their order tracking that's all transactional and they can't they can't like hit spam on that because that's that's required for them to receive personal information if they said yes i would like to hear from you on that checkout page and they hit submit with that box checked and you send out a marketing email a week later um and they say i don't recall you know signing up to this and they hit spam um that's there's the, there was consent but you can't really control that so what double opt-in does if they hit that little checkbox and they hit submit they're going to automatically get an email in their inbox saying before we put you on our list please acknowledge that you want to receive email marketing from us and you would have to hit yes or subscribe in that email for you to be added to the mark email marketing list so that's what a double opt-in is it's like Kind of like a second step to say are you sure you want to be on here like we don't we don't want to send you emails if you don't want it so and if they don't consent they don't get added to that list right and you know we talking about best practices if you just have if it's a vanity email list you want to grow that's one thing so okay. i really don't care if i hear somebody oh i have a hundred thousand uh, people on my email list. Uh, yeah. What, how many people open it? Uh, we have a rule of thumb with our company is that if somebody hasn't opened, we send out four emails a month. Mm -hmm. Somebody hasn't opened it within the 30 days. We take that name off the list and we segment the name. Okay. So just so we can keep our, like our open rate, uh, it, you know, we're, we went from 23%, um, after our first, you remember I was telling you just before we got on, we were talking to another email marketer, uh, Adrian Savage. Mm -hmm. He he spent some time with Kelsey telling him about, you know, why do you want to have people that's not going to open up your list or open up your emails, get them out of there, put them on a different list. And now we have our rate up to 70%. Well, between uh, at the worst day, it would be 60%, but it's usually anywhere 65 to 75%. That's the type of open rate that you want uh, to get some some engagement. But um, I guess at the end of the day, if you're not doing this, it's totally fine in, in North America to, to do it, you know, like just have that checkmark box. But if people really don't want your emails and they're not going to open it up, why have the list? Right. And I mean, again, engagement is relevant. It depends on what you're trying to achieve. Um again, segmentation, like you were saying, segmentation is important. Like, do you have, do you segment and do you send emails, you know, to like a bigger list, you know, with certain messaging and then like the people who want to hear from you on a weekly basis, are you sending to them alone? So it's really important to understand your list um, and also understand the KPIs of email, which is the key um, metrics of email, like spam and bounces, opens and clicks. The purpose of an email and I, and I think people often forget, um, email is a medium between you as a personal person sending an email and your goal. Where do you want to take them? Where do you, where do you want them to go? The email is not meant, and this is not like a blanket statement, but I'm saying the email is not meant for them just to open 
read and close. You should use email, especially if you're in e-commerce and you're trying to drive traffic, you should always be looking at that click. How do I get people to open my email, but how do I get them to also click? Because that click is gonna drive the action beyond the email. Um, so like understanding those metrics, but the biggest thing in deliverability is your spam rate. And spam is what's gonna hurt your domain reputation. And that's where you want to look like if you have very low spam rate, you can have a 20% open rate and be okay. As long as you're, you know, you're not having a lot of complaints, you know, some, some businesses have a 20% open rate. Some businesses have like an 80% open rate. It just really depends. Right. Um, but we are, when we talk about deliverability, the one single factor that affects it is your spam complaints. Okay. Now let's going back to deliverability just before we were talking about Google. Mm -hmm. uh, can we talk about the, the different elements that can help your email, uh, your email go directly into the inbox? Yeah. So there are certain things that you can do to guarantee, um, not guarantee, but basically 99, I can't say guarantee because we don't control the ISPs, which are like Gmail and Yahoo. And that, that stands for inbox service providers, but it's like a 99%, you know, inboxing rate for you or to ensure that you are for the first ones we'll talk about is making sure you authenticate your domain. And that is, you know, we talk about your SPF record, your signature, your DKIM, your domain key, all that aligns with your with your actual domain. So like when you're sending an email from an email service provider platform, those records match the records you have in your um, domain provider. And it's saying, hey, these people are legit, let them into the inbox, you know, we have their records. That's the number one thing you should always do. And you can always do the DMARC as well, which is an added layer. It's not required, but it, it literally protects against like spoofing. And it's been used heavily these couple of years because DKIM and D, uh, the SPF are not doing enough, basically. Um, and when you talk about spoofing, yeah. what do you mean? So spoofing are basically you somebody pretending to be you. Like right. they can send out an email. It looks very legit like you. The DMARC record adds the extra layer of like, hey, we're going to you know reject this because it's not coming from the actual domain um, in our and the you know the the domain provider service that you're using um so that's the first one the second part of deliverability you need to always know that you're doing well is how are you acquiring your list um you know like we're talking about quantity over quality and where you get your list from where you get your opt-in matters because you're building if you're building a low quality list so like, I'll take, I'll give you an example. A lot of e-commerce stores um, have that little spin the wheel thing. Yeah. And I used to use that actually on my store too. And I realized I'm getting a lot of emails, but my, my open rates and my conversions were so low. And I realized that it's kind of like a gambling app. So like, you just want to go to that store and like spin it. You're going to put your thing, you're going to get a, you know, some type of deal. You're not going to like it and you're going to leave. Um, and what I did instead, I, I moved into like an opt-in um, opt pop-up. I gave them, I said, hey, you can get a, a, an exclusive offer, but I need you to give me a legitimate email because I'm going to email you the offer. I'm not going to give it to you when you hit submit. 
that way I avoid getting, you know, bad emails right. coming in. Like people will put in any type of email to get the next. Um, and that also helps me control like what type of offer I can give and I can make it exclusive to that person. And it can't be like used over and over. Um, the reason that works well is because they have to go to their email. They have to open an email from you to see that exclusive offer. And the way Gmail and Yahoo and AOL reads this, when somebody comes into your system and they opt in and they go right away and open your email, like that first send you sent to somebody, if you have a high open engagement rate on it, Gmail and Yahoo and AOL are going to say, hey, this person is legit. These people are engaging with this email. Let's keep inboxing them and see what's happening. So you're like increasing your chance of building that domain reputation and also making sure like your domain stays in high, like in a high, um, it's, a, it's in a high reputation with Gmail. Like they, they know that you're not like some type of scammer or something like that. Right. So that's that's what you can do on the front end. Um, and then we're talking about understanding your feedback loop. So most email service providers, which is like your active campaigns, MailChimps, Klaviyo's, um, they give you a deliverability feedback loop on all the inbox service providers like Yahoo, AOL, Outlook. However, Gmail does not have a feedback loop back to those ISPs. So if you ever go to your deliverability tab and you see like one person from Yahoo, you know, hit spam and you see Outlook hit spam, but then Gmail is always zero. In your mind, you're thinking, oh, it's great. You know, <laughs> nobody in Gmail and my, you know, Gmail typically makes up the majority of email lists. Everyone thinks we're doing great in Gmail, but they don't realize that Gmail is not sending back any information to your email service providers. They're not, they're not giving them any information. You actually have to go sign your domain into Google Postmaster. So Google Postmaster is Google or Gmail's feedback loop. And you have to register your, your domain there to see your spam rate, your domain reputation. Um, there's a couple other things that you can see in there. And it goes, I think, up to like 120 days. But it shows you like, it will show, oh, your DMARC and SPF records, if they're working, it'll tell you like 100%. Your domain reputation, it'll tell you if it's tanking or not. You can see it all on a chart. And then, you know, it'll, it'll tell you if you are like, if you're using an email service provider, say like you're using Ch uh, MailChimp, you're you're in a pooled ISP, um, uh, what do you call it? Not ISP, IPs. So it'll tell you if you're on a strong IP with other senders or if you're on a medium one or if you're on a, like a bad one. And it matters which IP you're on, because if you're on a bad one, your emails can be affected just because that email service provider put you there. But they put you there for a reason, because the way email service providers work is they pull, they pull service, um, businesses' I, um, accounts into the IPs where they're relevant. So if you're sending great emails, and you're doing really good on their platform, they're going to put you in a stronger IP pool and your email is going to get inboxed more easily. If you're hitting the bad, you're probably going to get something from them anyway. They're going to tell you, hey, if you don't improve your sending practices, we're going to kick you off because right. they want to protect their service as well. So Google Postmaster is a wealth of knowledge. Um, definitely have it for your business. And definitely monitor it because about 70 to 80% of most email, um, 
most businesses, their email lists are Gmail users. So that's that. <laughs> and it's probably the biggest nugget uh, that I've heard in a long time, because uh, without that, I, like you said, you don't get that information. And um, it just tells Google, like this is postmaster.google.com. And as soon as you log in, it'll ask you to, you know, add your domain, add it, set it, and that's it. Um, another uh, area that I think we should talk about too are shared domains. So uh, if you're on a HostGator or these shared platforms, you can get free email accounts. And some of them are unlimited, like on HostGator. Okay. I don't know about you. But I would never have my emails that are associated with my um, uh, with my outgoing email uh, campaigns associated to that um, that shared uh, hosting account because you're sharing it and it you could be on a variety of blacklists because of other people spamming people. So that's where like we we would take events at X Y Z and um, have that in Clavio or MailChimp or wherever so we can separate it from the um, shared domain list. Um, is that a good practice? Yeah, I mean, if, you if, you're, if you're from email is in a shared pool, I wouldn't use it. I would, you know, most people have a private email set up for like to use as a reply to or from email. Yeah. And, and, People don't realize it, but your from email can get you into spam right away. I've had clients come to me and say, we did everything. I don't know what's going on. And all I did was we created a subdomain, created a different email, and they were back in the inbox. Right. So, And pe people don't realize, uh, un unless they're really monitoring, how well their emails are getting through. I, I, and I know from our account and one of our companies, two of them, that um, I over the last couple of years, I've had people say, people are not receiving our emails. Like I'm sending out, uh, people are, and I'm getting CC'd because I've got an angry person on the other end saying, mm -hmm. I am not getting, or your, your company's not responding to, well, yeah, here's a whole series that I got and the other person didn't get. And there's no record, like they have no record. Check spam. It's not even in spam. Yep. It's it just doesn't hole. get there. What is it called? <laughs> it's called like a black hole. Like it didn't. Yeah. Because there's filter each email each email service provider. Um, sorry, inbox service provider or mail service providers, they have filters in place. So you gotta pass each filter to even make it to the inbox. So like a lot of people get confused. So let's let's break this down a little bit too. Delivery does not mean deliverability. Delivery is when your email leaves your email service provider's platform like MailChimp or Clavio. They're telling you, hey, you have a 99.9% .9 delivery. That means they sent out that many emails for you. Deliverability is into play when you actually hit the inbox. And that's on mm -hmm. you to figure out, am I really, is my email really getting to the inbox? And you do that through your understanding your metrics and like understanding the different types of um yeah the metrics that come into play like your spam your open rate like you can tell i mean the biggest indicator you're in spam is if if like your email list norm if it went from 70 percent one day to the next day at 20 percent, you have a deliverability issue no doubt right 
because I, I would just blame Kelsey right. but. <laughs> because email, I mean, open rates are great indicators of a sudden deliverability issue. Like there's no like doubt about it. So like, that's another thing. If you have, if you see that huge drop, there's something going on that you need to look at. Okay. So just rapid answer, but uh, deliver, if you see that going from 70% down to 20%, mm-hmm. what's kind of the checklist a person can do just to make sure that uh, they've checked all the boxes? Okay. So let's start out of like, it's kind of like an investigation. So you're going to look at your header first. Um, may, you have to check. You can go to mxtoolbox.com, put in your domain and you can run, um, just run a report. It will tell you if you're on any blacklists. Um, it'll tell you if there's any issues with your records. So like, that's the first thing I would do. Mm-hmm. If everything checks out, we're good. I go to return path and check my sender score. If my sender score looks good, which is, it should be 80% or above. Um, we check out there, then it must be something within the actual email. So we come back to the email. We look at your from email. We can change that up and send the test email. If I'm landing in spam, I know it's not my from email. Now I go to the content of the actual email. Actually, before I go to the content um, and from the email, I actually, I will look at your list. Who did you send to? Because sometimes what happens there, you're doing great, but then you decide, hey, I want to send to not 30 day engagers, but I want to send to people who you know have I haven't sent to in a year. Let me try that. And all of a sudden you you send to people over a year instead of 30 days and it tanks. I'm gonna go look at your spam rate. Did you get like a huge shot of spams? Um spam complaints? That could be your issue first. So your list after checking your um, authentication. Then you're from email. And then if none of those are the issues, like you're sending to the same list, you're from email checks out, you're going to go into your content. You're going to look at your links. Your links are big indicators. Take those out of the email and send a test email to yourself. If the test email ends up in spam, it might be your images. Take the images out, send a plain text email. If that doesn't work, we kind of go into... um, we go into like a, a HTML mode where we kind of like break everything down and just do a test email. And if that's the, if that it has to be one of those, like it, if it's none of those, that means you are on a blacklist somewhere and you're being blocked. Okay. Um, so you got to check that as well. But typically I will tell you where most people will realize they're hitting spam. And that is they have sent to the, wrong lists Mm. that's where i would say 90 percent of the people that come to me have a problem is because they're the lists are very low quality or they they want to like they've been building a list for seven years and they want to send to everybody from seven years ago and that's an automatic no and i mean even gmail you know i think i don't know if it has come out yet but it will be coming out they will be basically deleting um you can't send anybody past two years that have not engaged with you on your list. So it's, you got the, the list part is where a lot of e-commerce stores get stuck because, Hey, they think they have a hundred K on their list. That means they want to buy from me again. And that's not the reality at all. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's great that you uh, brought out all those different, um, uh, 
points. Now, it is the bottom of the hour. Uh, I do have a question for everybody. Uh, this is a different topic. We don't usually talk about this. But if you're experiencing any of these types of uh, issues with your email, I'd be curious to, to hear your comments. Uh, or if you have any questions, I already see there's a bunch that have come in. Uh, let us know, and we'll be talking about them in the uh, next segment. Uh, also, uh, today, we have a bunch of new listeners, I see. Uh, if you're interested in our giveaway at the top of the hour, it's called Wheel of Kelsey. Uh, if you tag to, or sorry, I'll, I'll back that up. If you want to enter, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people, you get a second entry. And what are we giving away today? Um, today's giveaway is you get a one-hour free consultation with me that is um, typically worth $500. And I will go through your account. I will talk to you. It's basically like an audit and then give you some references and suggestions on what to do next if you need help in that area. So Awesome. And... I can tell you that for the most part, uh, just talking with a lot of different e-com sellers, uh, probably not doing your email or setting your settings properly, which could be affecting your email account, which at the end of the day is affecting your sales. So that $500 is worth, well, that freebie worth $500 is actually worth a heck of a lot more. So if you are interested, hashtag Willa Kelsey, I already see a bunch of people that have entered and tag two people, you get a second entry. Now, Kelsey, if you're doing your job, just hit that button. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by Shergo Marketing. Ready to take your brand to the next level on TikTok and Instagram? Shergo Marketing specializes in helping entrepreneurs and coaches build profitable brands on TikTok and Instagram and in less than 90 days. With Shergo Marketing, you can build your brand, create incredible video content, and increase leads without spending a single dime on ad spend. Visit ShergoMarketing.com today and elevate your brand. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay. So I know we've touched on some of these, but can we talk about best practices? Yes. Um, so we kind of, I'll just run through the whole, like what you should be doing um, from the beginning to end. If you want your email marketing to work for you, um, own your own list, make sure your opt-ins, wherever you're getting your emails, whether it's on social media or on your actual website, make sure you are putting a qualifier in there. Like I just talked about, you know, don't give away the offer after they hit submit. Tell them yeah. to go to their email to get that offer. It helps you. It helps you inbox. It helps build your reputation. Um, and it helps validate quality emails for you. So always make sure that you're, you're building a quality list. Big list does not mean more money. Um, you know, I've worked with 10,000 lists that made over 50K in 30 days versus a uh, hundred thousand lists that's barely making like 40k right um, so quality is not i mean quality over quantity at all times if you can and this is like my big um people miss this but my big big um su suggestion and recommendation is always build automations to nurture your customers because automations not only qualify your list and make sure that you're you're getting the best out of them out of that automation and being put into a list that you can email on a weekly basis 
automations help you figure out what offers work best. Automations also help you um, help you build trust with your audience. So like, mm. and and automations, what's nice about it, it's a set and, and almost forget. You can optimize it from time to time, but it helps you build that relationship without you needing to do it manually. So like, if you can get quality list, put them in an automation, build that trust, tell them where to find you, make sure they're comfortable seeing your name in their inbox. And so when you send out your weekly emails, you have a quality list ready to go and listen to you and open and click and buy. So that's the next one is, um, you know, make sure you're segmenting correctly. Um, send engaged emails and, and content that your audience truly want. Um, there is no best practice of how many emails you should send a week. However, it's good to give preference to your audience. So like if you can, um, I always, you know, when somebody opts into I, into into my emails, I always tell them, go to this page and tell me how many times you want to hear from me a week or a month. And also tell me what kind of emails you want to hear about. And that helps me segment my list well and send relevant information to the right people. That way, when I send emails, people are happy to receive them. They're opening it and Gmail is happy with me as well. And then um, metrics wise, again, just look at your spam rates, make sure they're, you know, they stay low. You want them under 0.08%. Um, and what else? I mean, your open rates are relevant to you. Just make sure they stay above that 20% at all time. Um, you can expand and extract your, or expand and constrain your list as much as you want. Just make sure, you know, you have some good engagement on it. Um, and click rates again and revenue is also relevant to your business. It just really depends on what you, what you offer and you know, what people are buying. So. One of the other, uh, things that I, uh, well, we try to do, uh, is build a profile. So for example, uh, like you were just talking about automation. Okay. Well, we've just sold some pet supplies, but now we want to know, and it, it, it's kind of like getting them hooked. Uh, and by the way, uh, this is the old, uh, Scott Hun uh, Cunningham's, um, hook TBIF. And that is, it's, it's set up in every email that we do. And that is, you have that hook, you know, what, what's going to hook the person in, um, you have a function brand influence and transition. And, um, we can get into that, uh, another time, but this is something that we build in. But part of this is building that profile. So you ask a general question. Uh, mm -hmm. so we know it's a pet. Uh, is it a dog? Another email, it'll be what size of dog? what breed of dog and we start to be able to get a little bit of information that we could segment into different lists at a different time so i love the what you just talked about is that uh if people think that it's too much they'll unsubscribe okay. if they like your content and you provide value, 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 and do a little promotion, um, then you're probably going to have somebody who's looking forward to your, to your emails. Yep. But uh, probably, and uh, this is another one of our guests, Wilfred Lightheart, uh, he always says, if you're going to just promote and promote and promote, you'll have a very poor list. You know, it's, it's about value. And yeah. uh I think that's important. That deliverability, you can do it as much as you want, 
But uh, if you're not delivering value, people are not going to open it. Okay, now the other question I want to talk to you, and then we'll get to some questions because we're starting to get a few. Um, it's the mistakes. What are you seeing? Uh, the number one mistake I've mentioned, uh, clients come to me and they have this set expectation that their entire email list needs to be emailed. Um, I have mm -hmm. to work through a lot of mindset with clients and I have to make them make sure they understand. So email marketing is a channel. It's a direct channel. It's the cheapest channel for you to, and it's the only thing you own in your business. Um, another thing I always tell people, make sure you're downloading your email list often and securing them somewhere because you can lose your, you can be kicked off of a platform easily. Um, and you, the only thing you truly own is that email list. So you are building that email list because a lot of the, the money that comes from there you know, you own, so you got to protect. Right. <laughs> um, I also have to talk to them about churn rate and understanding the life cycle of their list. Not everybody, you know, about 20 to 30%. If you, I mean, you can get to 40% if you're really good of your email list will be a recurring customer. Um, but you have to understand the life cycle of your customers. You have to understand that just because you have hundred K list does not mean those people are buying from you again most of the time it's probably like around 20 20 000 of those 100k that will come back and buy from you however those 20k will make up about 80 percent of your sales too if mm. you hit them correctly and you do you do well by them um so that's like my number one thing i see with um clients i have to explain over and over um and show data because I think a lot of us just think, you know, I have this list, they already opted in or they bought from me. Why aren't they buying again? Well, you have to understand how a business works, you know, just because I buy something doesn't mean I'm coming back and buying again. You have to give right. a really good reason. <laughs> um, so that's the, the number one mistake. And the second mistake I see is most business owners lack awareness of what you need to make an email marketing platform successful, especially deliverability. Um, it plays a heavy role in getting your information. So like everything I talked about from getting your list, the automations. So I see like I go into automation and it's very salesy. It's like, hey, you just bought from us. Here's another 20%. Come back and buy it. Like, yep. I just bought like five minutes ago. Wow. <laughs> Unless like there is a tactic that I use. I say, hey, I'm giving you free shipping if you want to add something else to your order before I take it out. Like. That's a that's a strategy you can do, yes. Mm -hmm. But to give somebody an offer after they just bought, kind of bad because they're like, "Wait a minute, I just bought from you. Why didn't I get this offer?" Um, instead of actually using those automation to really nurture their customers and get to know them, so that they can actually sell to them better. Also, another mistake I see, and this is a big one. There's either too much, uh, like the businesses are either too salesy or not salesy at all. So if you're an e-commerce store, people are signing up to your email because they do want your product. They're not here to just, you know, read your blog. <laughs> so they, they're aware that you have something to offer them and that's fine. It's okay to sell your product, but sell it to them where you are telling them how it's going to help 
them or how it's going to solve their problem. Nobody cares how great your product is until mm-hmm. you solve a problem for me. So like those are the three big mistakes I see. It's a lot of mindset and working through with clients. But um, yeah, like that's understanding and being aware of like how the business works. You need to apply that to email as well. It's really a, it's, it's a customer building relationship <laughs> platform if you want to look at it that way. Right. I know th- th- those are some really, that's really great information uh, just about formatting. So I see some 2000, I, I guess it's probably 2010 style emails that uh, come out where uh, marketers were telling you, you had to do it like you were doing it from your cell phone. So you've got that very thin line of information, mm-hmm. uh, but there's different formats that people are using. It, one format better than the other html text uh no links a little bit of links uh what are you seeing or is it split testing everything um i mean of course split testing split test for your business because every business is different but i'll tell you variation is good i mean you can it's okay for the founder to send a text email like you know once every like one email out of like five comes from like just a text email it's okay to do that variation is good and it helps like break that monotony of like you know another another you know big beautiful html image or something like that yeah um so it's good to vary and we do this a lot because we focus heavily on copy um your email should be about 70 to 30 percent so 70 copy 30 percent images um because Again, you want to talk to the customer, not just show beautiful images. And, you know, I mean, it's great to look at images, but are you getting what you need out of it? Are they getting what they need out of it too? Um, and always design for, like you're talking about mobile, um, always design for mobile because 80% of traffic does come through mobile now. And I see people design for desktop and they're like, oh, it looks great. And they send it and it looks horrible. Horrible, yeah. Um, which brings me to my next point please test your emails before you blast them to a big list. Like send it to yourself, make sure it renders correctly for you. The links work. I've had customers who put like, I had friends who had clients put like the wrong URL from a different business into another business. And I mean, that's a big, (laughs) big no, no, that's big. But I mean, when you're working with so many businesses that could happen and um, testing as much as, you know, people hate it. It only takes two minutes and you can do it. So I've seen, and this was this year where I received an email, I hit the link and I guess they were comparing a competitors. Oh. It went to the competitors listing. Well, there you go. Free yeah. advertisement. <laughs> Free ads. <laughs> oh, all right. So, <laughs> so let's get to some questions. I think we got about five here. All right. So first one is from Simon. Simon is asking, so email marketing is a must. I agree. To be consistent is a time-consuming task. So a VA is great for this. But how do we know the VA is staying within the rules? Do you implement anything in training or? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And and this is a good question. This is what I talk about when I say, you know, the person needs to understand email marketing before they hire for some hire somebody else to take it over. Um, make sure they understand deliverability, first of all. Uh, make sure they understand how the how email works. And if I were you, before I would hire a VA, 
Um, of course, you know, vet them, make sure that, you know, recommendations are good from other people who've used them. Um, I would give them like a task to do. Mm-hmm. And I would give it several like tasks, like all the things I want them to do. And I would put them through a trial period of creating. And, and that's, this is where like the, the small business owner, the business owner himself or herself need to know what email marketing should look like. So like, I know you want to go with an expert, but if you're hiring a VA, they have to be an expert. And I would, for me, I would only be comfortable. Like if they say they're an expert, I would, I would put them through several, you know, um, tests. And then I would ask for recommendations from previous clients and then just run some tests and see how they do. Because again, you were, you're not going to know until they start running with your business. And, and when they do, it could get messy, especially if they don't know deliverability, they can tank your uh, business. And the nice thing, I mean, I'm, the winbox.com, which is which is my website, I'm actually building free resources in there for business owners. There's a whole blog in there to, to just like run you through what you should know. So like you yeah. can go there and read the articles. So you at least know the terms, you know what you should be getting. Um, so when you're hiring, at least you can ask those questions. And if they don't know what they're talking about, you know, it's not a good fit. So, yeah. And you're also like right now, uh, this is a whole new era with uh, chat GPT. And so what I'm finding, and, and this just happened to us, by the way, uh, so real life experience, but we have a person that does a really uh, great job on our email, uh, our emails. Uh, we were experimenting with uh, chat GPT and the tone came out completely different than our writer who normally does it. And it was like, who wrote this? So Kevin King got it and he sent it over. He goes, this was not from you. He says, this is chat GPT or something. He says, look into it. So I did. I reached out to Kelsey. I said, what happened here? Is this us? And he said, uh, oh, uh, let me check. And the writer admitted that it was chat GPT. He was trying it out. And we had to say at that time, just look, it, there's got to be chat GPT doesn't do everything. There's a lot of prompting that has to be done. You can have it sound like you, but don't depend on it. Chat GPT is just a leverage is leveraging you, um, you know, with your copywriting skills. But what I find with, uh, with emails, email marketing, there's three components. There's copy, there's uh, graphics or creative, and then there's engagement. And I, I found that most Email marketers can do two, but not three of those uh, items. So you you do have to look out for those things. Uh, exactly like you said, you have to know a little bit about it. Just like accounting, you want to know your numbers. You want to at least know, you know, some of the ratios and what to look at to grow your business. Yeah. Same thing here. Yeah. And I mean, if, if we're really going to, fo- if like we just said, I know email sounds intimidating, especially if you have a small list or you're just starting out. But graphics are not necessary for email, mm-hmm. especially if you're starting out. Um, people just want to hear from you. And it could be as simple as like a five sentence email that touches bases with your audience. So like, don't be scared to send out an email just because you don't have somebody to create amazing graphics for you or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question is from Chuck. Uh, couldn't you email like a shared list from an outside email address, not connected to you and treat them as cold customers 
And where do you find these lists of emails? Um, again, I don't, I don't deal with cold emails. If you truly want to reach a different customer base, my recommendation is doing like an email swap with someone. So like, hey, you know, we have this business we want to do, you know, we want to basically feature it in your list and we'd love to feature you in our list. And that would be a better thing for you because you still control. So you'll you'll send out the email, but it's going from their domain. So you're still like right. your domain, but you're also reaching their list. Like that's how I recommend always doing it. Um, the problem is when you say, you know, creating a different domain or subdomain, just to reach another cold audience it doesn't matter if you're sending cold emails it doesn't matter if you're sending it from a subdomain it's gonna most likely hit spam because they never opted in and gmail i mean people don't realize mail email service providers are mail service providers and isps they're smart they know they know what you're doing and you're gonna go to spam so like don't mm -hmm. attempt or don't waste your energy on trying to like reach cold customers like the healthiest way to do it is reaching out to other people and doing maybe like a collaboration or a right. swap. That way you're you're still doing it correctly. You are hitting the inbox and you're getting your message out there while directing people back to your business. And a lot of my small business um, clients have done this with success. Like they've added hundreds of, I had somebody add like 3000 people to her list by just doing the swap. Um, so that's how I would do it. Yeah, cross promotion is great. Uh, one other way you can do it, is you don't hear it being talked about too much, but we've definitely been able to do this uh, to grow a fast list. Uh, and it depends on the company you're using, but sweepstakes companies. So sweepstakes companies, uh, let's say it's, for, for instance, natural beauty products. They have a list. They have a groomed list that want to uh, have uh, emails about natural quality or high quality natural products yeah. and you'll be combined with maybe three or four other natural brands you'll probably have to give something like a certificate or some sort of prize but in return you uh you'll receive a bunch of uh, people who opt in they actually opt in to hear more about your product and you can grow a list very quickly that way as well that's yep that's exactly that's another way like giveaways and stuff like it's that. collaborating you know it's right. just another form yep just just do it safely <laughs> right safely safely if it if it sounds too good to be true oh, it is. or if it's too cheap then it, it's it's i mean another, another way you can do it is providing an affiliate marketing link that people can put in their emails mm. And, you know, that's a motivation to get you into different people. I mean, affiliate marketing grows businesses quickly. You just have to know how to do it correctly and reach out to the right businesses because right. that motivates that business owner because they're getting something out of it too. Okay. All right, Kels. All right. Uh, this one's from CoolHand99. I'm currently working with a quite, quite a small list. Is there any good reason I should not be sending my emails through the Shopify email service? Uh, Shopify. Yes, uh, Shopify is not an email service provider, and I highly do not recommend them. The reason is you don't get any data feedback. You can't uh, create your authentication records. Um, you don't even know who's getting it, opening it, or doing any conversions. Um, if you have run a Shopify store, you have several options. There at Clavio, you know, you can open a free account. You can send up to 500 cents a month for free. Um, so you can go there if you'd like. 
Uh, there's Sendlane as well. Sendlane is another platform for e-commerce. Uh, and there's, of course, you know, the other plethora of platforms out there. But right. <laughs> those are the two that come to mind for like e-commerce if you want. But I do not recommend uh, Clay, uh, Shopify because you can't, you can't see anything. You cannot see your data. So it's not really helpful to you. Okay. Okay. Um, let me see from Simon. Uh, would you say that email marketing is just one weapon in your digital marketing arsenal? What other weapons should be used? Where would you rank email in digital marketing? So I always say email marketing needs to be set up even before you start driving traffic to your business. And the reason I say that is at least set up your automations because once you start driving traffic into your business and people are either opting into your list or reaching checkout, your automation will take care of nurturing them. They can enter those emails. Oh. They can, you know, you can nurture them and you can probably get that sale even if you didn't get it on that first try. So email marketing is probably top priority after I learned about it. I would put it up next to ads, paid ads. So like paid ads and email marketing go hand in hand. Um, other thing, I mean, for me, I view a business as an ecosystem. Work on the things that will get you the most with the least effort. So like email you can set up automations and just leave them to run while you start your ads and you know you're going to get some sales through so that that's very helpful to you and then you know you can add sms sms is not a no you know it's not a email versus sms they go hand in hand as well um but also your social media platforms how do you drive organic traffic back and the reason email is so important is because email can you can put it in everywhere. You can put it in your blogs. You can put it in your social media. You can run lead gen ads through your paid. And you can capture all those emails. And then once you have those emails, you can nurture them day and night to get them to convert. Where if you're not capturing that email on, like, say, Instagram, you have no idea who, you know, came and viewed and left, like, if you're paying for those traffic. So email is probably your number one. And then I would say like paid ads and SMS, like anything that captures your um, your audience, basically. So, again, build that ecosystem. It's it's not like they're not disconnected. Nothing is. <laughs> Everything it works together. And and don't forget about influencers. So that's yes. another you know weapon in your arsenal, uh, Simon. But uh, you know, it, and it has to fit into it. It's not every product, but you know, most Amazon sellers, uh, you could add influencers into their, uh, into your marketing. Okay. And our very last question is from Simon. Uh, is Google Postmaster something you need on top of Clavio? Yes. Google Postmaster, no matter what email service provider like Clavio or any other ones you're using, Google Postmaster, you need to sign up separately, no matter what right. you're using, because Again, Google does not send feedback loops to any other service providers. Yeah, and all you have to do, like you'll go to postmaster.google.com, uh, enter your domain, and then you'll have to take a snippet of code and put it into your uh, domain or into your website. Um, you have to set up a, an authentication record. Oh, sorry. That's if right. That's right. Ah service provider and then verify it. and then once it's verified it starts collecting data right yeah okay so i think that's it yeah that's it from us 
All right. So let me see. Uh, you got about 30 seconds. If you just tuned in, hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people. You'll get a second entry. And that's for a one-hour consultation. And as you can hear, over the last hour, we've had some great information. So uh, that's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people. Now, uh, let me see. I just want to make sure we covered everything. I think we have. Yes. All right. So all we need to know is from you, uh, any of your contact information you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I mean, you can, if you need to reach out to me personally, you can reach me on Instagram um, at the underscore winboxed, um, or you can reach out to me through Twitter. My DMs are open there too. It's my name. Um, but again, I the winbox is a, you know, free tool for, small business for um, small businesses to learn about email to be aware of what they need to know about email before they hire freelancers and agencies we also have a work with me if you need to reach out you know we have several things um, several services we provide you can also fill out the contact form um, we are very responsive so if you need help with anything deliverability email strategy how to get more email money out of your list you know you are more than welcome to contact us so all right very good so um isra you last name i just want to make sure i've got that spelling correct kelsey if you could throw that up there but it's uh it's arari and that's l uh, sorry a silent l r a w i just in case you're searching on any of the social yeah. media platforms Okay, so I think that's it. Let's go to a sponsor, then over to the wheel. This is the first time you've seen the wheel of Kelsey. So uh, <laughs> you'll see all about the wheel. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by Rebate. Attention sellers and brand owners want to reach more shoppers and boost sales? Rebate's platform connects sellers with shoppers seeking great deals on new products. They make it easy to offer promotions, handle rebates, and ensure seamless redemptions. With countless reviews from satisfied customers, Rebate is the go-to solution to increase your sales. Visit Rebate.com today and start reaching more shoppers. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, now over to the wheel. It's time for the Okay. Wow. we got a great response today. All right. So thank you everyone for entering. We'll make this quick. We'll, if you are the winner of today's email or uh, of today's giveaway, just email me k at lunchwithnorm.com. Popular prize. And we'll connect you. Let me see. It looks okay. like Michael. Oh, Michael got it. Congrats, Michael. Okay. Michael V, if you please email me. Uh, k at lunchnorm.com will set you up with your prize and thanks for entering is that michael eastman uh no no oh, okay another michael okay well congrats michael that is a great prize all right you're off the hook you're done <laughs> i told you it wouldn't be that hard <laughs> no it was great being here thank you for having me want more great information don't forget to subscribe by clicking here also if you want to check out our latest podcasts, 
click over here. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur.